0: Because we can see one And this the So, yeah, Satyavatthiris, <laughs> so, you became like eight of ago, you just like that I I see, Nechala Good evening, sellot in a Eh, yea, hey, hey. Bye. could do election day, hell, a hell belied the child tax, Zinontala. So, uh then I'm about look, let's see, get out and vote and uh, make sure that then it line of tail, let's see, beat the rush hour. Do Zineke must see, cho, no, see, salut in it. I doon's a rest. I see the no by, uh, thy guest is a tsun, a hell, uh, a answer. Bahalias the uh, third vice chief, uh, run see, and uh, a healthy, uh. Sesi Willis Janvier, Hushe Lin Clearwater River Denny Nation, band member at the S. and I join you they Desi, Treaty Four Territory, it's Ernst, home of the Cree, Métis, Sioux, Dakotas, Lakotas, all beautiful indigenous people. Yes, see Cho, hello, Duni. Yan Zeno, Halya, it's in green screen, Not sir. oh man so i don't know how to see uh dakota nation As the Ali bear who yet i could be better darcy bear like uh, the dakota uh white cap uh chief had new could be i uh third vice chief a run on nacy do uh fsin ha and you know, uh it uh FSIN Bash L C D you know did Barit Adilu and um Classi are they and then they kind of step in. A Base and USC and not Daisy because they represent uh you know all seventy four nations, Saskatchewan gay. So uh questioned, you know, it's you know the uh don't be shy, throw it out, you know. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I said, I don't vote at you. I voted in easy to, you know, uh, I, it's ankle the Daisy. You know. Hey, hell, uh, doing Yes. September 20. Yeah. Voting day, federal election. Make sure, uh, you go out, you know, exercise your, uh, right, right to vote. Day, you know, uh, first nations indigenous people then, uh, 1960s voted, voted as a on the law. So, uh, doing we, Zinega, we're able to do that. So, make sure, uh, I'm a bashuk keda go out, beat, uh, maybe fail to ballot. Halosa. But anyway, say it, I'm gonna bring her in. And uh, questions, you know, it's in it. Don't be shy. Good evening, Ali. How are you doing?
1: Hi, good. How are you?
0: Good, good. Nezu, Nezu. Thank you uh, for joining us here this evening and and sharing with us uh, about the FSIN and and what you're doing and, you know, maybe introduce yourself to to the audience here, um, why you're running or who you are and all that good stuff.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me this evening. Uh, it's nice to be able to you know speak and hear you speak your language and your introduction. That's awesome. Uh, you know, that's a big part of who we are as our language. So I'm going to introduce myself in my language as a Dakota Winyan. So, ha, tuwe iohana, wapahaska, oyate, tahawahi. So good day. My name is Tatanka Skawi. That's my spirit name. My English name is Ali Bear, and I'm from Apahaska Oyate, which is uh, Whitecap Dakota First Nation. Uh, I'm not able to speak my language fluently. I, you know, that's just something that we're reclaiming and, and learning, you know, because of a lot of the effects of colonialism and residential schools. A lot of us, you know, weren't able to learn our language. And so that's a, a big part of our identity. and something I'm really trying to get back so that I can pass it on to my children.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So you asked like um, about the FSIN and why I'm running, but so
0: why, you know, like um, just walk us through why, you know, why are you running for third vice chief and uh, what is FSIN? What What is it uh, look after and all that good stuff?
1: So the FSIN is the Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations, and it represents and advocates for the 74 nations across Saskatchewan. And I feel like I've always been extremely passionate about Indigenous rights. I've always been extremely proud of who I am as an Indigenous woman. And, you know, I'm from different nations from my parents. My dad's from Whitecap, my mother's from Cody First Nation. My grandmother's from Cowsus and my late mushrooms from Beardies Zocamesus. So, you know, I'm really from, you know, the people of the plains and, you know, I have a lot of friends from up north and, you know, I'm just, you know, one of my friends here just messaged. She's one of my really good friends from up north. We went to law school together. So reason why I went to law school was so that I could do what I can to understand how to navigate colonial systems so that I could help our people navigate colonial systems and the thing is that once i became a lawyer i found that we were really governed by the law society the law society governs the legal profession and so do a lot of the law firms that we work at so i was finding myself hitting you know a lot of more barriers even once i became a lawyer so i feel that i can advocate and for our people and our nations as a leader and i can use the skills that i've learned in law school and in university and as a mother i can use those skills and apply them to leadership and i've seen you know leadership my whole life my my dad was the chief since i was five years old of white cap and i've always been around you know indigenous politics you know last fsi in elections i was acting chief the last assembly of first nations i was acting chief so i was always like you know, taking on these roles and responsibilities, um, even from a young age, just as, a, you know, as an older sister and a big cousin, you know, we, you know, we have really big families. We're really rich with family. And so you know, being a good role model has always been really important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. nazoon good stuff. You know, I like how, uh, you know, what is it like for you growing up, you know, around politics your whole life and now you feel you, 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 you know, gain the voice, I guess, and uh, to take that step forward to 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 take it on your own. You know, you're not really, you know, like you said yourself, you were put in that position. Now you've made the decision to go. W- what is that like for you? And you know, and what uh, we'll get into a platform a bit hereafter. But uh, you know, walk us through finally saying, okay, this is what I'm meant to do.
1: So. You know it's hard i guess a lot of people don't really understand sometimes as my dad being chief that he is really dedicated and devoted to the community so we had to sacrifice a lot of our time with our dad he wasn't around a lot because of meetings he wasn't around a lot because he was building our nation but at the same time that nation building was building strength and pride within me work ethic You know, there's a lot of good things that can be taken away from that. But so I understand the sacrifice that a lot of leaders take, you know, and they're really it's not easy to be under the microscope all the time. It's not easy to be on all the time. It's not easy to be always, you know, have a lot of people come to you with their with their personal issues all the time. And you can't help everybody. Then, you know, you're trying to help your own family, which is it is which is really hard in itself. Like I know sometimes we've had our issues. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect you know, I was a single, I've been a single mother, I just recently, you know, found my partner 10 months ago, who's been helping me and my daughters now, but, you know, like, just trying to navigate those issues that a lot of our people are faced with. And it's, it's not easy having to people look at you and trying to say that you're perfect, you know, mm-hmm. trying to say that you need to be doing this when yet at the same time we have a hard time just taking care of ourselves and our families. So I think something that's important to understand as well is that we really have to be taking care of ourselves if we want to be helping other people. Mm -hmm. And you know, there is a lot of lateral violence in our communities. And that's one reason why I really want to run because I'm, I feel like I'm good at kind of breaking those walls down. I feel like I'm good at, you know, bringing people together. One mm-hmm. of the positions that I held in law school was I was the vice president of indigenous relations. So I sat on the law students association and the indigenous law students association. I made new advances to because I was bridging the indigenous and non-indigenous students and I've been, you know, been well received. A lot of people said I did a really good job and they've learned a lot from me along the way when it comes to, you know, bridging people who don't understand one another. So when we are so diverse as Indigenous nations, and so you know we all have things that we're good at, and things that we can learn and share from each other, rather than you know competing,
0: and mm-hmm. I feel like
1: I feel that in in leadership. So I kind of found my way when I was uh, in in post secondary, and I had my moment of when I knew I was going to wanted to be a lawyer. When my first book that I opened up was called Visions of the Heart, and I just opened it to a random page chapter 10, it was Patricia Montour, and she was a Mohawk lawyer. And, you know, I just, and I I was friends with her daughter. We grew up playing soccer together and you know, her daughter passed away when we were young, she took her own life. And that's another thing, you know, I just want to make sure to try to like, keep pushing forward because a lot of us, you know, don't have hope sometimes these days. Mm -hmm. And if, if, you know, one of us succeeds, I think we all succeed. So. As a, as a, you know, the reason why I find leadership appealing, even though it could be a lot to take on.
0: Yeah, that is a lot to take on. And thank you for sharing all that stuff with us. Uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of times, uh, you know, I can hear the the lateral violence in you t- sharing your journey, because uh, you're right, we do face that. You know, and and then you ended with. You know, when when one of us makes it, we all make it. That's why we we step behind Ethan Bear and all those, uh, you know, pro hockey players because we feel we make it and and we should be uh, encouraging people that uh, on our nations, everywhere, you know, across this province. And um, I want to get into um, a bit about uh, your platform and um, how you, you plan on making, you know, it work going forward if elected as a third vice chief how are you gonna you know represent uh you know like my audience here is in the far north uh you know pretty much everywhere but uh m- mainly the Dene people are in the northern region of saskatchewan so how do you plan on working with these nations to get your platform in and represent them
1: um yeah no it's uh quite a ways up north and quite a ways down south and and whitecaps pretty pretty much in the in the middle in but, between. but um you know i think a lot of us too we have a lot of similar issues
0: mm-hmm. so
1: uh but some of the skills that i want to bring to the table are you know i want to start creating our own justice and legal department Because the provincial government has their own justice and legal department. The federal government has their own justice and legal department. We do not have our own justice and legal department. You know, a lot of our people are dealing with land claims or settlements, residential schools, 60 Scoop, Indian Day School. We don't know how to navigate this system. And and so I think that if we had our own legal, you know, that would be something where we can help each other with access to justice. You know, like these are issues where a lot of our claims are being, you know, exploited. By, not everybody, but there are certain firms out there that are doing that. That's been in the news, and it's and it's an issue, and it's an issue that if can we trust this system, you know, can mm-hmm. we trust this system because of what it's already done to our people? So I think you know, the, and, and and we have the injustices that we continue to see, like when it comes to you know Colton Bushi and the in the Stanley trial things like that. Like I was in law school when that happened. And so many of my friends that were indigenous wanted to quit law school at that point because they were like, what is the point?
0: Yeah. But
1: honestly, the point is just to keep moving forward because that's what they want. They want us to quit and, mm-hmm. and we're, and we're not going to quit. Right. So that's why we got to keep going. But I think like in the north, when it comes to the north, like I have really good friends that are, that live up north. Um, so Jocelyn Campbell, you know, we went to law school together. And uh, she's Dene, she's from Buffalo Buffalo Narrows, and she's always invited me to come up to Dillon and you know that's something I, I'm gonna do soon and I'm really excited. Um I one of my best friends from Isla Cross, uh, Taylor Belange, and she is, you know, always doing uh hunting and you know, trapping and on, on the lake, and they're always doing these things that you know I've really wanted to do. I've gone up to Patchenac, I've gone up to uh, La Ronge, I used to play hockey. I, I would go up there and play hockey with some of my friends. I used to play on the national Aboriginal hockey championship team. So, um, yeah, Buffalo river, Nene nation, Jocelyn Campbell. <laughs> That's my yeah. bro. But, yeah, yeah. So she's been amazing. I wouldn't have gone through law school without her because there was only a few of us. Mm-hmm. And, and if we didn't have each other, it just, you know, we would have probably walked away Mm -hmm. or you know quit because it's just you know even having just one of my indigenous friends in my class like my friend connor standing ready so he and he he went through law school but he's he's legally blind he's amazing he's a story that needs to be shared and i hope he is one day and and even myself i have a prosthetic right eye and me and him together we used to joke around about how we only have one eye together and we were at law school sitting in our class and just joking around about things because, you know, we can make things funny. And that's, that's the, the, the healing part about being indigenous too, is we always still have our humor intact, mm-hmm. no matter, you know, if somebody's kind of saying something racist in class and we're like, you know, make a joke out of it. Well, yeah. but, um, so yeah, on behalf of like coming to the North, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I plan on traveling up there very soon. I'm going to go up to uh, flying dust as well this week and i've already but i know i definitely um making those connections is important to me i really enjoy the traveling and also staying safe you know with in regards to COVID and everything and whatever the community wants and feels is most best you know nowadays some people are doing zoom again Mm -hmm. and if that's what's best then that's but uh, otherwise you know double vax they can come up and I look forward to being more a part of, of the community rather than, you know, sitting behind a desk in a law firm and kind of being told what I can and cannot do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I like how you, you know, you just explain with us who you are and what you stand for. And uh, it's going to take me into my next question because uh, you you kind of touched a bit, uh, you know, right here on Denny I try to always talk about mental health and uh to get that out there how are you going to advocate for mental health you know you talk about the injustices within the system and within Saskatchewan you know the sas party kind of voted against taking away from mental health whatever funding you know how are we going to get that out you know this the first nations are federally you know how are you going to go to the federal you know leader and Yes, you know, we've been saying this for this long. And going forward, how is Ali Bear, if elected third vice chief, are you going to stand for mental health within our First Nations communities?
1: Yeah, no, mental health is definitely, you know, so part of my campaign and part of my platform is called Healthy Families. And that kind of goes back to our kinship laws, it kind of goes back to our traditional governance systems. Mm-hmm. And that once governed us since time immemorial, and you know we we governed ourselves for thousands and thousands of years, and and ever since this colonial imposition, things have really really changed for our nations, and and that includes mental health and addiction. And mm-hmm. one thing I started in my own community was a Dakota Winyan society, and the purpose of it was to revitalize our ceremonies. Because, you know, a lot of our people aren't having naming ceremonies, they're not having coming of age ceremonies. And a lot of these things can guide us down a really good path. And personally, for myself, um, you know, I had children. And after I had children, I, I was sober for seven years. And I have, you know, what kept me strong and sober in the, those days was a ceremony. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, in urban centers, a lot of our people live in urban centers. And you know, you have churches and you have mosques and you have all these other places of worship and prayer, but yet we don't have any ceremonial space. So mm-hmm. one thing I really want to do is be able to advocate for, you know, having our own space in urban centers, which is uh, you know, our own space to pray, our own space that's safe. And, you know, making those connections with elders and youth, but making sure it's done properly and accordingly, right? To to the the peoples that are on that land and uh you know we always have to make sure we have our own protocols we have our own laws that yeah. that are that we've followed and so those are the ones that i really want to be able to revitalize and implement into today and into policy and that's a lot of the work that i was doing with these law firms uh, i did a lot of work with indigenous nations i worked with gowling wlg it's uh they have their own indigenous law group out in vancouver and uh i worked with nations in bc in the northwest territories and manitoba and then i did i worked with our my own nation white cap with our dakota treaty and our self-governance agreement and then mm-hmm. so when then i worked at emma kircher llp downtown saskatoon for a full year and a lot of the work was you know economic development and in indigenous communities so and also just like trying to implement our traditional laws into their policies Mm and updating policy and you know i so i drafted i drafted our i helped draft our constitution for the white cap dakota first nation but you know we wanted to make sure it was traditional to who we are we wanted to make sure we consult our elders and we talk to them about it so i went to a lot of elder meetings sat down with them and this is how we should be doing you know moving forward is making sure that everyone's involved at the community level Mm -hmm. and you know, speaking to elders, speaking to the youth, getting their ideas and and making the, that, that come to life because the answers is we already have the answers and we don't need that imposed on us. But at the same time, they owe us when it comes to holding Canada accountable and it comes to the resources that are owed to us because of the ongoing disparities of, you know, education, infrastructure and everything from on and off reserve. Because so I think a lot of that is going to come from, you know, there's a lot more indigenous rights and justice that is being recognized today. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, the TRC calls to action that really haven't been implemented yet. You have the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls calls to justice that really haven't been implemented yet. We have done the work, and so we already have the answers. We just need to start implementing, but at the same time, coming up with strategies and how we're going to move forward on that, working with allies and partnerships together between nations. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm I'm pretty yeah. po- positive about the future, even though you know it's we're in some pretty crazy times right now.
0: Yeah, we're during COVID times. And um, you know, I, I like how you you talk about healing our people to move forward. And and that's something, you know, I, I believe in. And I I was talking to Buckley Belanger, who is running in the uh Desne the Missini Churchill riding here this evening. And um, his daughter your friend there taylor um has started something uh working towards a healing lodge you know um, i'm not sure the exact name of it it's a a cree word i believe but um you know how are you going to work with uh you know maybe entities or people like taylor from the north to uh make these things happen you know it, it's one thing to try to implement uh, these uh, customs and uh, policies of traditional ways you know but in the north we have our language but we don't have a lot of uh, those uh, traditional practices you know it's very uh, colonized how are you going to help put them all together um, you know if elected you know to help heal each nation you know one step in and all this is not done overnight it's mm-hmm. gonna take a long time and uh you know how, how is ali bear gonna make it happen
1: yeah no it's definitely gonna take working together you know coming together uh, not one person can do everything and all, and it's not gonna happen overnight it's just gonna be as long as this is initiated somewhere you know things have to start, start somewhere <clears throat> and so if i can the one to kind of start to bring people together to organize things that are done in a way that's you know either you know true to their nation because we're all so diverse so that's why it is it is kind of hard to do but you know we have people who are coming forward like taylor and starting these healing lodges and so the question is is if if they needing need help to get resources like that's kind of where i want to come in and work with the government and lobby and I've kind of understand how to navigate these colonial systems as well. Like I've sat at the table with the federal government and I've sat at the table with the provincial government. And I understand, you know, when to speak up and when not to speak up and also being more assertive, coming up with our own case studies, you know, kind of using their own laws against them at the same time. Those are things that need to be done because sometimes they don't really understand where we're coming from. And so if we're able to explain it in a way through their, their, language and colonial laws and then we can use that to our advancement but i kind of want to be that middle person also who helps Mm -hmm. these people understand this this legal jargon that they throw at us all the time oh here and then sign these papers or these negotiations where they make a dance around the table for years and nothing ever gets done Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i want to be that middle person though that kind of that puts that pressure on them and puts that pressure on them from a strategic way with you know my educational background and also you know just who i am and the and who how they they know me because i've already sat at the table with them before. Mm-hmm. And so i think that's how i can help is being that middle person to push for more resources and to, you know, ask our people what it is that they need and and get it done.
0: Get it done and move forward, you know. <laughs> you you seem uh, very driven like you said, you know, like uh it's all about moving forward in, in politics and especially, uh, you know, your first time running, you want you want to be that, uh, that first punch, you know, and, uh, you know, it's good to see, good to see, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, uh, for yourself, uh, you were a single woman, you said you, you went through all these, uh, you know, some adversities, I'm not sure what, but uh, you, you made it this far. So, you know, good for you. I'm proud of you. I haven't met you, but I'm proud of uh, what you're doing right now. Thank and, you, um, you know, the FSIN represents seventy-four nations. You know, what is that going to be like if elected? You know, how do you work with all nations across the province? You know, it, it seems like a tough job to do. Are you always on the go? And um, and another thing is, you know, we you talk about the cold and bushy. You know, they rep, FSIN steps in. Uh, you know, when something is not going the way it should be for us you know are we gonna see more of uh, ali bear and not just here and there like sporadic if elected
1: yeah no for sure like i like so the way it's set up is that there's a chief and there's four vice chiefs Mm -hmm. so that we can try to cover all the ground and that so everyone gets a different portfolio. So it's just kind of like chief and council of a nation. Everyone has a different portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of as third vice chief, The portfolio that's there already is the justice file. So that's my area. That's what I want. I want that file. Mm -hmm. Um, The other file I would love to have is lands and resources, because, you know, I think that land rights ties in with justice and, you know, land back and, and how, you know, doing these, investigations when it comes to all these unsettled land claims that are ongoing right now. So that's where I want to be. I want to be front and center when it comes to justice, if, if, if elected. And I, I, I know it's kind of, you do definitely have to spread yourself thin you are everywhere all the time. But like, I'm kind of always been a, more of a workaholic myself. You know, I think going to law school, the amounts of work that they put on you, they really train you for that. What the profession that you're getting into because um, when you're a lawyer, these guys are there, you know, morning to night, they're working, they're working, they're working. And I, and for me personally, I'd rather be a workaholic than anything else, because at least I know I'm moving forward in a good direction. And, you know, sometimes I feel bad as a mother, because my two daughters, you know, I, I, I would love to be spending more time with them sometimes, but you know, even in law school and stuff, I felt bad. But at the same time, they see me doing positive things. They see me working, they see me speaking publicly and it's inspiring them as well because I see how much they love school and you know their noses are in books all the time because they've seen my nose on a book all the time and so I'm just I'm trying to do my best uh every day which is not you know it's not easy but I think that that's all we can really do (laughs) is do our best every day right and um you know and try not to be hard on ourselves as well I think a lot of people are really hard on ourselves but the I feel that this world and the society is already, you know, good enough at, do, at being hard on us that we, we shouldn't do that to ourselves. But that that work ethic has really been instilled in me from a young age. And, you know, both my parents, my dad being the chief and my mom has her master's in education. And, you know, I think that's really important to have those those type of role models and mentors. You know, my my grandma, my papa, they all were all about working really, really hard. They my grandma worked in the uh, Catholic school board system. My papa was a social worker and he worked with STC for a long time, Oliver Cameron, like everyone knows them around here in Saskatoon. And so I just, I think, yeah, I think I've been preparing for this my whole life and I really hope it works out.
0: Yeah. I really hope it does for you too. And uh, thank you for sharing about, uh, you know, the FSIN, you know, many of us probably don't know much of what they do, you know you might hear about them here and there so uh, i didn't know they each get a portfolio and and all this stuff and uh, you know the justice part about it uh, the other day i'm um, at the laundromat i meet this old uh, cookum there she's taking care of uh, two of her one of her great grandkids and great great grandkid i think you know Throughout the years, we've been dealing, you know, residential schools, the effect of colonialism. You know, how does uh, going forward? There's, there's going to be need to be a lot of action. You know, in the past year, as we've seen, you know, what, what are you going to do next? You know, if elected, you know, I'm sure there's something going on already, but uh, you know let's get a move on here for some of these people to maybe get some closure and healing. And even, uh, you know, people that don't say, that say, you know, the ones that say get over it or, you know, no, you can't because I was, I just met someone uh, who's uh, five years old that it's still affecting here today. You know, and how do you stand for those people? Right. Like what's, what's next? Yeah. So
1: like in regards to, how it's still affecting us too. like the, the recent uh, uncovering of these unmarked graves has really hit our communities really hard. And even at work, I had somebody, you know, message me and say, I'm sorry for what happened to your ancestors. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? And my ancestors, like my grandma's across the street, she lives across the street, this happened to her when she was my kid's age. And so you know those types of things need to stop. Those um, people need to be educated on the reality and the truth. And I and unfortunately, I think it is taking this this uncovering of these mass graves to bring to light the reality of our lives, the reality of our history, the rea- reality of the, the the land that we walk on. People are so proud to be Canadian, and it's like, well, do you actually know your real history? Do you actually know your real? The, what really happened here and how your benefit from our our suffering, from Indigenous peoples, you know. Uh, I think it's like Indigenous land across Canada is like 0.2% of the land. Is, and, you know, and then yet it's still held, you know, by the Crown for the benefit of Indigenous peoples and then Crown lands being sell, sold and we're not being consulted. And that's a breach of treaty. That's a breach of fiduciary obligations that the government has to us. And, you know, and it's just kind of ongoing and and no one's really slowing down to be like, hey, 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 wait, like we, we there's a there's a deeper issue here, you know, and I think I was kind of talking to a friend the other day about how, you know, OK, we have this national holiday, orange shirt day, and now it's going to be a day off for people to go be educated. And that that's great. I think that's really good. It's important. But at the same time it's more of these symbolic gestures, these name changings and these, these things that are happening rather than actually getting to the root of the issue where it is actually, it's the programming that we need. Like you said, so this, this winter, like I didn't post about it because sometimes I don't like doing that when it comes to helping our people. And, but I did what I could to get, get together with a friend and we raised as much money as we could. And we gave like $800 to eight single mother families. And uh, and it was then a lot of them were single cookums, and they were raising their grandkids by themselves. And you know, we did, I did what I could to, you know, it wasn't a lot. It was eight families. It was only eight hundred dollars, but it was like anything. You know, there's there's got to be more that we can do. So I mean, a part of that was actually going to be the start of uh, creating these safe spaces for our, our Indigenous women and their children, because of the missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and Two Spirit plus. And, you know, not really having safe spaces. I have friends who have tried to run away to women shelters, and they're not comfortable. They don't want to be there with their kids. We need spaces that, you know, people can actually feel safe in. And that's a big reason why we have people that are missing because they don't have spaces that they feel safe in. And I can, you know, even vouch for that in my own life, it's taken a long time too to almost find space that I feel safe in. And and uh you know just creating that for my children and then you get very protective of that and then a lot of people try to judge you for oh you don't open up your doors and you don't lend this and you don't do that well it's like once you create a safe space you don't want to just let anybody in there because it's uh so you know it's like kind of a messed up world too so
0: yeah yeah that's right i mean uh e- even for myself i i created this platform you know, from one video and sometimes I get people that, you know, that mess me. I want to talk about this and, and, you know, that lateral violence, that type of attitude uh, is, is alive within our nations. And, and I don't want that um, brought on, you know, um, my platform where it's going after somebody. So those are some good points and good for you for, uh, you know, eight families, 800 bucks is a lot of money you know and for eight women or eight cookums you know that was uh, I I felt for her you know I was raised by a single mother and uh you know to just even uh, take the step forward you know good for you good Thank for you. you and uh with that I I, I man I, I like how you you talk about you, you yourself and everything you've done everything you stand for and, and the education um piece about it is uh what I find is really really strong I think in this because uh, you understand both sides and and we need to live in two worlds that's what we're taught here you know as first Nations people uh you know like myself I I started here in dene now I'm here in English I live in two worlds I think in dene but I live in two worlds and mm-hmm. to get that message across to, to each nation, and that's kind of what I do here uh, in Dene. And, uh, you know, I hope you get in. And Thank you. Uh, if there's anything else you want to add to this, uh, I'll leave it open for you. I'm, up, I'm always open to any kind of the discussion because uh, I, I can ask a million questions.
1: Yeah, no, I think it was a really good conversation. Uh, I appreciate being here. And I, I, if anybody else, I mean, if anyone who is watching and they have any questions, I mean, I'd be open to yeah. to uh, take any questions uh, or if they want to reach out, if they want to talk about my platform or my – I do have a website, uh, www.votealleybear.com. You can check out my platform there. And, yeah, we're just – gonna be hitting the fan here soon declaration day for everybody is september 28th and then elections for us is october 28th october 28th so
0: so what's the uh declarations all about
1: oh that's just to um we got to sign our declaration that we're running
0: okay and then
1: so that will like be the day that everybody who is running for that position is definitely running for that position right now some people are they'll they'll be uh coming out they're announcing that they're running but some people are kind of changing which vice chief they're running for or things like that so once declaration day is in um and done then that's uh that'll be the confirmation of who's the candidates are for what position
0: okay and what what do you need to to run you just got to be first nations individual uh one of uh, the 74 first nations uh, what is the guideline to to run for one of these positions
1: yeah so uh, yeah you have to be from uh, a nation here in Saskatchewan and also um yeah you have to be a, a first nation also you, uh you have to go and get like your criminal record check and all that stuff and uh, you can't be in like a, a current ongoing lawsuit civil and those types of things apply
0: okay so it's just like mm. the uh you know local first nations election you know yeah yeah it's pretty you, you,
1: similar to like chief and council
0: yeah you can't yeah. owe the ban money or uh, criminal record all that stuff yeah. Hmm. How many people run, you know, for uh, for the third vice chief or or can you just say can you just put your name in uh, or does it have to be specific for that one third vice chief?
1: Yeah, you have to pick which which vice chief you're running for, which if you're running for the chief position, first, second, third, fourth. So you have to be really specific about which declaration form you're filling out. Once you submit it, that's the one you're running for.
0: Okay, how how many people do you uh, speculate now that are going to be running for that position?
1: I think there's two, maybe three. And then, you know, you never know. Could be four for all I know. But I I know there's for sure two others that are running for third vice chief.
0: Hmm. Cool, good stuff. Um, Do you, uh, you know, is there a page? Do you have a page, people, or just your website there? I put on below voteallybear.com. Or do yeah. you have a Facebook page set up, uh, you know, for...
1: So, after Declaration Day, I'm going to have a specific Facebook page set up. Everything's just kind of been on my personal page right now, which is Ali Bear on Facebook, uh, you know. And But I, I am going to have a, a Facebook page that's for my candidacy coming uh, as soon as Declaration Day happens.
0: Okay. And that day is...
1: Uh, i think it's uh, uh, september 27th so yeah
0: number 27 so that's just the next uh, few days here now the week yeah though.
1: yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on every single day
0: mm-hmm. i'm
1: meeting with a lot of nations and you know and i i do enjoy learning about every nation and about you know what it is i can do to help and to move forward and i yeah it's been great
0: Cool, nezu, nezu. Well, if there's uh, anything else, or if there is any questions out there from the listeners here, uh, you know, p- throw it in the comments. If not, uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to add, Ali, I'll leave it up to you. And uh, no we'll, we'll finish her off. Um, I
1: don't think so. No, you're I'm all good. good.
0: Yeah. Cool, nezu, nezu. Okay, well, I want to say thank you and good luck. You know, um, hopefully, uh, you know, when you do get in. We see uh, Ali Bear everywhere and and standing up for these uh, things you spoke about here this evening. And uh, I hope it's a it's a good campaign. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we talk about this in uh, mental health and lateral violence. Sometimes it might get ugly, like it has here in the federal election within. Uh, the, each leaders and I uh, hope it doesn't go like that for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, me neither. But yeah. so, thank you. Appreciate
0: you it. Masi- it was really great no.
1: to uh, meet you on here tonight.
0: Cool. Good luck. Take care.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Hey, Salot in a kuit I know how you Ali Bear Dakota Nation. It's in Dakota Dunes Casino, like older, any like and, uh, you know, I meant to how through, uh, you know, the injustices within the system, you know, and, uh, which is, which is pretty good, you know, lawyer, the so, you know, the Facebook, uh, in a, uh, share out the, uh, Campaign and others, so, at the cell is going do uh, election night, on uh maybe uh, eight also, or bell out of the ocean, like, all eight thirty 8 and so then, and then, truth, get out there, dog and no, one and uh, make sure you vote. I know You know I, sense it, I know know what's in, just like a do a ally all you know, uh, October twenty sixth um, I chief see uh, it, uh, yeah, but they a I the day So it's a little different day uh, I uh, But anyways, sell it in a musty chownerosium. Gabe don't forget uh, Demetra King Bahaliyas He has eight o'clock p.m. Uh, Demetra research can other see yeah attend that that is I think pretty do you yeah, know Tommy Douglas ulida in this older NC NDP I believe and to how their policies affected do uh, in regards to colonization Oconisie uh, residential school. So, Gabi, 8 o'clock right here. Denny mm-hmm. Podcast. Must see Cho, Nahuru Si Willis Javier, Hussein, and Telas clear Clearwater River, Denny Nation, band member at the ASLU. And uh, do I join you in the Treaty Four territory with CRC? Home of the Cree, Métis, Sioux, Assiniboine, Dakota, Lakota. All beautiful indigenous people. Must see Cho. Have a good night.